it is, other than jazz, it's the only other real American art form there is. There's a dirty little secret. You told Clint Parker to turn around and take off his pants. Yes. And did he? Yes. And I just gave him a couple swats. But he gotta eat the booty like groceries. You gonna die doing this dumb ass? Yeah. Fucking fool. Open your mouth so I can give you this milk. Open your fucking mouth, man. I gotta do you like my two-year-old baby. The truth of the matter is, you were not a good baby. Well, you ain't seen nothing, my friend, until you have a flame coming out of your butthole. And you need an asbestos diaper to be able to keep that flame from burning a hole in your pants. You ain't seen nothing yet. And I don't know nothing about it, but I learned quick, fast, and hurt. They call her Melinda Brown Duncan, baby. What? Screen set for LeBron James. Going to work, fires leaning. The Warriors! Away goes! Walks up! For real, for real, yeah. I've been drinking. You told me to leave while I'm in my order while you're making out with that slut. Being in the industry with how much do you take on your face. Bam, all upside his head. Just slap them. Make them make you slap somebody. This is terrible. This is terrible. I, I had to take off my shoes and run. So kiss my black not okay. Make fun of my nose. They call me ugly. They say I have no friends. Watching other guys that are doing what I want to be doing and I'm sitting on the couch being a loser. With the first pick in the 2018 NFL Draft, the Cleveland Browns select Baker Mayfield. Wow. Oklahoma. It is Baker Mayfield. Yeah, that's what you want at the draft table when they announce your number one pick. You want the broadcasters to go, wow, wow, nobody saw it coming, wow. That's what you want. That's what you want. Sheer shock and surprise at the pick. You've had eight months to speculation. Here's the two kids that are prototype NFL quarterbacks. Wow. 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 I'm doing it all day. All day. You know why? Because I'm a moron. That's why. I am an idiot. That's why. Because I believe Dorsey's a guy. He knows this is a real GM. I said it for four months in here. I was screaming at you people about how smart John Dorsey was. I fell for it again. Yeah. I fell for it again. Now, I want to make this clear. I am not convinced Baker Mayfield is not going to be good. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not jumping overboard. All I'm saying is there were easy, prototypical picks you could have made that quarterback where you have been quarterback starved since 1999 and you went out of the box and took Baker Mayfield. It feels, guys, say what you want. It feels like a Sashi Brown pick. You know I'm right. You know I'm right. That's the way it feels. It feels like a Sashi pick. Now, it may end up being great. I don't know. People are going to send me, like, do my buddy Johnny who is in like the business of selling sports merchandise. It's what he does. He's one of the smartest sports guys I know. Swore to me for two weeks Baker was going to go number one. I thought he was nuts. Then this morning he's sending me this thing of how Baker Mayfield's like number one in all this stuff, right? Like first yards adjusted and, you know, play action passes and like all this stuff, right? right? What I don't love about Baker is that the instinct is to run out of the pocket, extend the play, and then throw the ball. I don't like it. That's that's. I need you to be able to do it. I don't want you to think that that's what you're supposed to, default to do. Default into it in college. That's such an important thing to do. Not sending the play obviously is an important thing to what do. What people are going to say to but, me now is Roethlisberger. 
but he but he didn't extend the play by by necessarily. He's also six four. Right. I mean, by by shedding dudes is what he does. Right. He doesn't. It's not necessarily him out there scrambling and doing like crazy arm throws. I mean, but in college, wow! in college, you have such a discrepancy in talent there, where it's like if you're able to just go out there and and and, and, and go out there and just just outgame them, then of course you're going to take advantage of that. But when you get to the NFL and every dude is the best guy from their college, all of a sudden, dude, you're not just going to be able to go out there and out finesse them out out you know out, you're just not you're not you're not you're not good enough to do that when you don't take what is widely considered to be the best quarterback in the draft when you've been quarterback idiotic since 1999 it feels like a missed pick and here's the big one we could have got baker mayfield at four all day all day nobody else wanted him you've seen it you saw it Nobody else would do. Nobody else was going Baker Mayfield. That, that was not going. You think the Bills were really going to take Baker Mayfield over Josh Allen? I don't think so. I think they wanted Josh Allen. You could have got Baker Mayfield at four. What were you doing? What are you doing? You keep circling this point of it seems to me like once again. The Browns think they're the smartest person in the room. Right. They think they know something that everyone else does not what did know. did everybody tell me yesterday? It's a different organization. What is it? Different leadership. Same decision style. What is it? What it, is it that you know that everybody else cannot see, cannot figure out? I, I, I don't know. Maybe Baker ends up being great. Maybe he does. I just, dude, I'm telling you, it feels like a risky thing to do. And what I wanted, and I could end up being wrong. And I will tell you guys, you know, I am I will be happy to tell you when I was wrong. All I know is that you have been quarterback idiotic since 1999. You had not one, but two prototype quarterbacks waiting in the wings for you. And you went outside the box. It's crazy. I'm sorry. It's crazy. You know how I know it's bad? Here's how I know it's bad. The minute it happened, my buddy Dustin texted me and told me how much he loved it. And that's when I was like, <laughs> we're done. We're done. Close the casket, boys. It's over. Dustin, dude, if he would have texted me about another team's draft, he would have been dead on. But when it comes to the Browns, he can't see the forest from the trees. No. He just can't. No. And the moment he was like, dude, Baker's going to wreck the... I was like, we're done. We're done. I think it was like, I don't know, at like 3 I o'clock yesterday. Again, I, I fell for it again. I saw, I saw, I saw. Now I will say this though, dude. And and uh, granted, you can put it together a highlight tape. Wow! Of, <laughs> you can put together a highlight tape of anybody and have it be impressive. But you I could do watch, that with this show. But I will say, watching those throws that he is capable of making, it is very impressive. Sure. He is a very impressive quarterback. Sure. There's no question about sure. that. Like, well, I mean, that's. I mean, it's not like it's not like they're picking a dude who's not going to be. A quarterback in the league. Look, it may end up being great. I am not sitting in here doom and gloom. Baker Mayfield's the biggest mistake the Browns have ever made. It's over. Burn jerseys. I'm not a fan. That's not what's happening. All I am saying is is that you had a chance to take two prototypical NFL draft-style quarterbacks, and you didn't. You went to the Big 12 like you did last time, and you got this kid who makes these Mm, wild plays instead of a guy who looks down the field and drives the ball into receivers' chests. You didn't do it. Say what you want. That did not happen. There's no arguing it. It didn't happen. You know, obviously, his 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 play on the field is something you have to note. Um, I think there's something worth noting in the way that things went down last night. 
Um, you've talked about this time and time again, is you want the quarterback to be the adult in the room. You want the quarterback to be like the grown-up, the guy who's going to be there before anyone else Jarvis and after Landry anyone else. Jarvis Landry can be a moron. Right. I want the quarterback to be dead uh, on. Right. You, you, that's, that's, that's what you want. And I kind of brought up the point yesterday that I heard on Colin Cowherd was that, like, guys, there's, there's, a, there's a, a, a manual out now. Like, you don't have to wonder, like, how do I become a really good NFL quarterback, dude? Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Drew Brees, these guys have set, this is what you do. This is how you do it. Follow X, Y, and Z, and you are going to be you are going to be this quarterback. Dude. Well, Baker, his number, some of his numbers fit that. But, but what I'm going to say about that is that, dude, well, Baker Mayfield, you can't even come to the thing. You're sitting in your you're sitting at your house on Instagram. That's where we find out that it's happening. I'm following along on Twitter before the guys on TV, before Trey Wingo even says anything. Mary Kay Cabot's talking about, oh, well, Baker Mayfield's Instagram has it set up that, oh, look, he just got the call. And it's like, dude, go wear a suit, go to the event. Like, you've already got these these character knocks against you. you you've already got these issues of like you're not, you I know, think about everybody it. loves you fine. Like your teammates are gonna love you. And like, dude, of course, man. I mean, like, it's fun to have a buddy, you know what I mean? Like it's it's great. Like that's you know. Didn't he also guarantee he wasn't going any later than six or something like that? So you knew you were a first round pick, or at least you right. felt like you were. You're right. Put the tie on and go. Put on a suit, dude, and go, go. When 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 oh, the, I didn't even think of that. When the Browns drafted him and he wasn't up there, it kind of felt hollow to me. And then I see Saquon Barkley go up there, like looking all great, putting on the hat. And I'm like, dude, where, why wasn't my guy there? Like, where where was my guy? Here's here's the other thing that I was told by by Captain Tony this morning, and I didn't even think of this. He's like, you know why you got to be really afraid of this? Is that Dorsey says he's known forever he was going to take Baker Mayfield. Right. But then he told Haslam and Hugh what he wanted to do, right. and then when the leaks start coming out. When he told Haslam and Hugh what he wanted to do, and then the leaks started to come out. And that's and he was like, dude, you can't trust this. Or-. And it's like, yeah, here we go again. Here we go again. It's a lot of Browns talk today, buddy. It's a lot of Browns talk. We'll have Munch at 7. We'll have Scott from Winning for Next Year at 8. We'll have me going, wow! <laughs> Every single moment during the morning, all morning long. Baker may end up being great. I could end up being wrong. But I'll say what I tweeted last night. If this were my picks at 1 and 4, I would have traded them both. What were you doing? What are you? Dude, Baker Mayfield, dude, Baker Mayfield would have been there at 15. I promise you. That kid is so far removed away from a number one pick, it's not even funny. I hope it works out. But I'm going to reiterate something else I said yesterday, too. If you don't think Baker Mayfield's on the field this year, you are crazy. Crazy. Baker, Baker, Baker. (laughs) Plays a similar style than Tyrod Taylor. They're going to bubble screen the hell out of it for the first two years to see if his completion percentage under 20 yards, because that's the thing about Baker Mayfield. Fine, you do need that. It's an important part of a quarterback strategy, for sure it is. And again, I'm not telling you Baker Mayfield's going to fail. This is not like when we drafted Johnny Manziel, put Manziel on the field, and I told you Manziel didn't have it. I don't know Baker doesn't have it. That's not what's happening in here right now. So when he lights it up, or if he does, this isn't, you don't get your, I stand where he's a moron moment. You don't get it, because that's not what's happening in here right now. I am telling you, there were two prototypical quarterbacks in the draft, and Arizona walked away with a huge win last night. People let a kid go because he was smart. Can you just let that sink in? Teams were afraid of a kid because he was too smart. Coaches were intimidated because they didn't want to have somebody smarter than they were on the sideline. Give me the give me the kid who's brilliant all day long. 
I'll take brilliance over play Mike or Mayan. Digs it up in the sand. Run to the car and turn to a button hook. Gamer. Gamer. I'll take dude, I will take a brilliant kid over a gamer any day of the week. I hope he works. I really do. But the minute Dustin texted me and told me how smart it was, I knew we were sunk. I knew it. Your shot at $1,000 every hour. First one right now. Your shot at $1,000. Now, text the keyword LUCK to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's LUCK to 200-200. ROCK. 106-9. Can I have my wow? Where's my wow? Where's my wow? I want my wow. 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 There it is. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. 710 will get you hooked up with $1,000 after we talk to Munch. Uh, people already reaching out to Munch via Twitter like, yo, homie, you might have to <laughs> might have to talk Stansbury <laughs> off the ledge, man. Here's the thing. I'm not really on the ledge. I'm not really. I, um, I again, I don't know. This is not me saying Baker will definitely not be good. That's not. I knew Johnny Manziel didn't have NFL ability. I knew Johnny Manziel had personality problems and drug issues, and everybody told me I was a hater. I knew Johnny Manziel had the problems he had, and I knew he wasn't the guy to take over the helm of the franchise. I do not know that about Baker Mayfield. But I've been seeing this thing for two days now that I think is crazy. There's this sentiment out here now. That if you that if you compare Johnny Manziel and Baker Mayfield, that it's lazy and that you don't know football. Okay, if you're a sports writer, I think it is maybe a lazy take just to go, bah, same thing. But you as the fan, you as the guy with the remote in your hand, to tell me that there are not similarities between Johnny Manziel and Baker Mayfield at the position of quarterback, I think is crazy. They're both a little undersized, both Big 12 football quarterbacks, both gamers. Yeah. Johnny yeah, beat yeah, Alabama, yeah, yeah. man. He beat Alabama. And then look what happened. I mean, now that's not to say that that's what's going to happen to Baker Mayfield, but this, that if you compare them at all, that you're an idiot that doesn't know football, I think it's crazy. There are comparisons to these two. I mean, first of all, like both guys are quarterbacks of the Cleveland Browns. So there's going to be comparisons, right? Like it's impossible not to. You're right. To, to just come out and say, especially when it comes to the character issues, to just come out and say, Manziel 2.0, it probably is a little lazy, especially like you said, from a sports writer's perspective or, or, or a talking head. Yeah, you probably should be a little bit more thought out Go than that. Go in depth. But right. when it goes, but when it goes, but when it goes to their on the field play and the issues that you may or may not have and the strengths and weaknesses, I think you there's plenty of comparisons. Their to make strengths there. on the field are exactly the same. That if you flush them out of the pocket, that a play could still end up being made. Now, again, I like my quarterback to have that ability. Of course. I don't like quarterbacks that defer to that ability. Much like Cam Newton's got a rocket of an arm. But I don't want him to be my quarterback because he thinks run first. That's just who he is. That's the way he plays. And I wouldn't want to change an athlete because I believe you got to have to let athletes be who they are to get the best out of what they are. Yeah. I, yeah, right? yeah. I Let yeah. an athlete play their game. I understand. I would want to control Cam Newton more than he should maybe be controlled. That's why I don't want him under center for me. Okay? But I'm not a coach, nor am I a GM. And again, this is not Baker's going to fail. We screwed it up, this and that. I do think I did say last night after having about four beers at the bar, they screwed it up again. Okay? Now, I should walk some of that back. 
Because I don't know they screwed it up. I don't know that. I feel like they did. I'll be honest with you. I feel like they did. And despite what everybody's saying, these feel like Sashi Brown picks to me. They do. Baker Mayfield at one feels like what Sashi Brown would have done. Now, I know what the easy joke is. Sashi would have traded it. I know. That's the easy joke. What I mean, though, is, is that looking at the film, looking at the quarterbacks, Baker Mayfield feels like Sashi Brown's going, I'm going to outthink every other GM. Oh, dude, 100%. 100%? Like yes. And like I said, okay. like I said, it, it, I just, it, I just want to make sure I'm not crazy. It feels like the Browns think that they know something that everyone else doesn't. We got some sort of information, and it's like, you're the Browns, dude. You don't have any information. You don't know anything. Walk me through it last night. Stansberry, give me, Here give me, go. let's go, let's go through Here the tape go. right now. Let's well, watch. Let's before watch we back. get there, Zach Tweetson says, yesterday you were talking about poop particles, and here we are again. You're talking about poop particles. <laughs> Very funny, so, so you went to Fatheads. You went to Fatheads. I okay. did, and actually, there's a video online now. I, I, I just posted at Facebook.com/slash Stansbury Show. It's also at my Instagram, Dan.Stansbury on Instagram, where I filmed the reaction of the room at Fatheads of Baker Mayfield going number one, and it is a little clapping, and then it's mostly jaws uh, on the floor, people staring at this TV, going, "What did we just do?" So you hear this with the first pick in the 2018 NFL Draft. The Cleveland Browns select Baker Mayfield. Wow. Wow. And what do you do? What do you, what, what in that moment, what, what, what happens? I had a very similar Rich Eisen response. I couldn't hear Rich at the bar last night, but I, I, and I, I looked at the guy sitting next to me. His name is Terry. Nice guy. And I said to him, I was like, they did it again. Like they did it again. Wow. I was told different organization. And then I was the guy in here telling you, I was telling you, oh, Dorsey Smart, real GM, look at Kansas City, look at the draft picks, found Tyreek Hill in the middle of nowhere in the draft, Sky Smart, nose, wow. And then, yeah, and then there I am, wow, wow. And again, the fact that it started to leak after Haslam was told and after Hugh was told scares the crap out of me. Wow. Get your organization buttoned up. Get it buttoned up. Seriously, stop. Tie your shoes, dude. Wow. It's like, it's it's making me crazy. Wow. And I've never wanted to be more wrong about anything in my life. Wow! Yeah. All day, dude. All day. Wow. If you don't think I'm out on the golf course, hole number six, hitting an eight iron into it. Wow! wow. I'm do- all day. Wow. All day. Dude, we may not do anything. Dude, this might be wow radio. Wow. We might pull every song in the music log that says the word wow in it. When wow. we play back-to-back wows, wow. you win money. Wow. We might go full radio hackery with the wow today. Okay, so we've already gone full radio hacky with the wow today. Second break out in the show. Baker goddamn Mayfield. All right. I mean, here's the thing. Maybe it's great. Right? You guys all told me he's the next Brett Favre. Although you all told me that about Josh Allen three weeks ago when that's what the blogs were telling you to say about Josh Allen. Wow. What a disaster. Wow. Hey, at least we got Denzel Ward. At least we got that. People tell me, you know, lockdown corner. Have you seen the defensive rules in the NFL? You're not even allowed to be a lockdown corner anymore. Wow. But I do. It is a throw league, so give me a guy that can throw it and a guy that can stop it. That was my whole point with Mika Fitzpatrick. Denzel Ward may be may end up being better than Patrick. That could happen. 
Denzel Ward may end up being like legit for real, and that pick could end up being great. I'm all for it. I'm all for Denzel Ward. It's not what I would have done, but I, I can live with Denzel Ward. Wow. Baker Mayfield is not what I would have done. I, I hope I'm wrong. I wow. want to be wrong. My gut, however, tells me that we are in for a whole nother here we go again. And I maintain there is no way, there is absolutely zero chance we go all year and Baker Mayfield's not on the field. Wow. They said this about Deshaun Kaiser. I told you Deshaun Kaiser would be on the field. I told you Deshaun Kaiser was going to flame out. And sure enough, on the field, flamed out. Wow. Baker Mayfield, week six. You heard it here first. Yeah. It's week six. You know it is. <laughs> you know it is. Wow, indeed. Wow. Full radio hackery. All wow, all day. Wow. No station in Canton gives you more wow. More wow per your drive wow. in. Wow. More wow per minute. Wow. Out of them other radio shows did draft parties for you last no, night. Nobody's didn't. giving you wow radio all wow. morning, though. That's our job. More wow, wow per minute on Rock 106.9. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. Coming up at 9 o'clock, we'll talk to Jeremy from Honor Fighting Championships as their event, Operation Reaching the Summit, is tomorrow night, Summit County Fairgrounds. Uh, Jeremy will be in-house, 9 a.m. We'll get you guys hooked up with some tickets for Operation Reaching the Summit. And Fantone this evening, actually, will be at Jay Dublin's in Akron for the official weigh-ins. When, are, when officially are you there? 6 o'clock till 8 o'clock, so you'll have time before the Cavaliers game. And honestly, dude, Jay Dublin's a great place to watch the game, man. A uh, ton of TVs in there, great drink specials. Um, the that was food. smart of them to do it on the same night. Get people there, and then once the game starts, right. you're not leaving. It's right. like, dude, the Cavs just started. I'm saying right here. Food's, re- food's really good there, too. So uh, I, uh, I'll i be out there 6 to 8. Um, you know, the festivities will be underway, the official weigh-in. Uh, uh, so fingers crossed, tonight's tonight I get to meet. And Josh Rock and Roller. And Josh Rock and Roller will be there probably. Yeah, I hope he punches. Man, why hope he punches me, dude? I don't know. I'm not I trying know. to get my ass kicked. No, you've been fine all day. Um, we'll have tickets to the event there. I know a couple that we'll be able to give away, and I know we've got tickets to give away throughout the day today. So uh, Honor Fighting Championship presents Operation Reaching the Summits tomorrow night, Summit County Fairgrounds. If you want your tickets, honorfightingchampionship.com. I can't wait to go to that. I'm excited. It's be fun, I, dude. I will be there tomorrow night. I'm, uh, I, my buddy Dustin, I believe, is coming. With me, although I asked him, I was like, "Dude, I was like, you still want to play golf today?" He's like, "I don't know, dude. Don't you want to go? Don't you want to drive to Berea and start picking people off?" Jeez! Again, he thinks I'm overboard. I'm Jeez. not. I'm gonna look. I just, it's not what I would have done, but I'm not sure it's a disaster. Well, you know, I I, I think what I'll put this through um, is it my decision to make? No. Um, so I can't necessarily be like Browns. What the hell? Why did you call Matt Fantone and ask him what you wanted? Um, and number two, like would have been better <laughs> at the end of the day, like the Browns are still my favorite team. And as far as much as and dude, and I laughed last night. I did. Like on my couch, I laughed out loud at their decision making. Um, but they're still my favorite team. And just like with the president, it's like whether you picked him or voted for him or love him or hate him, still in control of your country. And I don't want him to fail. I don't want it to be like, hey, this is all terrible. So, like, yeah, man, Baker Mayfield, I'm in. I'm in, I guess. Okay. <laughs> I, um, that's a lot of silver lining painting going on right there. Yesterday, I uh, I was I was getting ready to watch the draft. I just watched it at home. Uh, my girlfriend wasn't there, so it was nice. It was like, dude, just me by myself, and like it was awesome. I don't have to explain anything. I don't have to mansplain. Right. Nope, nope. It was it was it was really actually nice. But so you know, 
I was watching the NFL like ESPN pregame, and dude, national talking or talking heads are just—you can only take so much of it. It's like Trey Wingo, we get it. Adam Schefter, we get it. Like you guys, you 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 know, you're you're the over the top ESPN dudes. So I turn on the uh, the channel five, or I'm sorry, the channel eight uh, pregame show, the Fox eight pregame okay. show. Um, so it all starts, and Mike Polk Jr. kind of did this funny song. It, it was funny. It was all right. You know, it was good. Yeah, I'm sure but, it was a riot. But then they go into the coverage. Let me guess. The Browns aren't good. So. <laughs> Let me go. And then, so then they go into the coverage. Dude, it was so, so bad, dude. It was like Tracy McCool, like just this newswoman. Like, like, what, what made it bad? Like honk? I, well, number one, honk. But the coverage of it and like the lack of like insight that these people had and like... It was just, you could tell it was just something these these news anchors were forced into, where it was like, you guys, you have to go out here for an hour and stuck it up and well, like... Here's what's scary. That's what it's like when they're talking about everything <laughs> they're talking about. That's what's going on. Channel uh, Channel 5 had... Uh, Jay Crawford, who's a big Cleveland oh, dude, yeah, yeah. you know, and ESPN an ESPN, guy, right? yep, yeah. an ESPN personality. I like Jay. Um, but their production value, it was terrible. It was it was like the Rock 1069 production value, dude. The microphones well, were all they did it. The microphones were all messed up. Like I mean, they did it. Like though. Jay Crawford was coming in super hot. Like other dudes, you know, that Tony Zarilla or whatever, like sounded terrible. And then and then and then at one point he's sitting at the desk, and I don't know where they were, but the sun is shining in on him. So like he can't see anything, and you can see him struggling, like Sunlight in his face, dude, well, trying to talk about the Browns' first pick, and it was just terrible. Were dude. they trying to broadcast the way a quarterback for the Browns has to play, like <laughs> running for dear life? I don't know where I am. Uh, these are not uh, ideal conditions. What's happening here? Maybe that, wow. maybe, maybe that was the whole plan. Wow. I gotta tell you, <laughs> I'm exhausted already. An hour in. This is the first hour of the program. We're already done with it. the first hour of the program, and I am exhausted. I feel like I've just done 10 years of worth of shows. <laughs> Dude, the Browns, man. Wow. The Browns. Munch. Mark Munch Bishop. Yeah. He, uh, he's going to attempt to talk me off the ledge. I have a feeling that Munch and I might fight for the first time ever. Wow. We may argue for the first time ever. He was like, last night he was texting me. He's like, deep breath, Stansbury, deep breath. And I'm like, nah, dude, I don't think so. I think now is the time for a deep breath with a 45 like Colt in my mouth maybe is the time. I don't know. Like I said, I don't know Baker's not going to be great. Just wouldn't have been what I would have done. And it feels very much like a Sashi Brown pick to me. It just does. More Sansbury Show with Mark Munch, Bishop Munch on sports and a shot at $1,000 next on Rock 106.9. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We're online at WRQK.com and loaded down with $1,000 to pass out all morning. Your next opportunity coming real soon. Mark Munch Bishop, Munch on Sports. Catch him weekdays at 3, Fox Sports 1350. You can find him everywhere on the free iHeartRadio app and every Friday, 7 o'clock on the Sansbury Show. Munch, obviously the Browns draft last night. They did not take Sam Darnold or Josh Rosen at number one. I know you were a Rosen guy. I was a Darnold guy. The Browns did what the Browns do. They thought outside of the box at the most important position in the game and went with a quarterback nobody else wanted at number one. So my first question, Munch, is... Spin it. Sell me. I need to be sold, bro. Well, bro, number one, do we trust this new regime when they got hired? Number one, we did not trust Sashi Brown. So I'm going to go on that to start with, okay? Number two, I'm telling you, had the Browns taken Arnold, then the Jets would have taken Baker Mayfield. That's how high he was rated. Darnold, no, many liked him. I did not 
turnover machine. They were frightened on that. Rosen frightened because of the concussions. Josh Allen because of no touch and inaccuracy. And, guys, one of the best calls I ever got was yesterday when the caller told me how accurate Josh was. I said, but he declined from his third year to his fourth year because he was Juco at first. And uh, the caller said, yeah, but just a little. Well, you know, my wife has had four babies. She's never been a little pregnant. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you either are or you aren't. But here's something else, and this comes from inside 76 Lugosa Boulevard. Joe Thomas has been there on a daily basis. The man that the Browns are going to count on to help build the line and teach them how to block for a Baker Mayfield is Joe Thomas. I happened to be with Robert Jackson yesterday, of course, played on the lines with Doug Deacon uh, for Ryan Seip and into Bernie's days, and he said, you know what, if a quarterback like a Ryan Seip, like a Breeze, like a Wilson, I don't want to say that's Mayfield because there's only one of each of those guys in their own way. He goes, if they feel he's the guy, he will figure it out. Now, as much as I like Mayfield, I told you right out, I don't take him unless he's three inches taller. I've got some rules, okay, and if you're 6'3 or under, what is one of my problems with Tyrod Taylor? Oops, I'm supposed to be talking you into it, Dan, okay? Right. No. <laughs> yeah, no, tell It's me. interesting. Go ahead. No, I just, Munch, here's my thing, okay? I know I, I have a tendency to be a little of what people think is a hater, right? And I feel like I'm a realist. And I don't know that Baker Mayfield's not going to be good. Like, I knew Johnny Manziel was a total bum early. I was so early. I was so early on Johnny Manziel. I saw the drug issues two years before they came out. I, I tried telling everybody. I, I, dude, I was so early on Manziel, it was crazy. And I knew I was right. Now, that's not the feeling I have on Baker Mayfield. But I will admit. See, there you go, then. It's not the feeling. However, I was all high on Dorsey. I was. I was like, real GM. Look at what he did in Kansas City. We're going to be fine. But Baker Mayfield at number one munch to me feels like a Sashi Brown pick. It does. It feels like what Sashi would have done. Well, bro, you know what? I don't know what the analytics would say, and I know it feels that way, but I guarantee you they would not because there's no way the computer would have let them okay. take Baker Mayfield. Here's something else. The kid is a winner, and something else. The team rallies behind him. Remember Dorsey said that? He said, hey, I want to see if people like him. I want to see how he's perceived in the locker room. So that had to be a big, big plus. Uh, there, there's some annex, too. And something else, guys, to hit you with, you know, think about this. And I've heard it, oh, and how many times, and I'm one of them. The worst fans in all of college football, usually, are Buckeye fans. Yeah, that's true. But at least I've got, I've got half a brain. You know, I started getting calls yesterday. How the hell could they have taken him? He tried to plant the flag at Ohio Stadium. I said, you know what? That's one of the reasons they took him, because, A, he kicked the Buckeyes' butt. That was in the Buckeyes. You don't want to try to plant the flag? Then you beat him, and they could not. He drilled them like a drum. It's going to be fun. I know that overwhelming, the Browns have an F grade today for their fan base, but here's what's sad, guys, and I want you to reflect on this. They rubber stamped. Yeah, I'm going to say most of them, because that's why the Browns were bad for those years, because everything they did was fine. They rubber stamped all of Sashi's, and then before that, Ray Farmer's draft choices. And now they're giving a guy who knows what he's doing a rough, rough time. Was I puzzled? Hell yeah, I was puzzled. Did I like it? Yeah. And we're going to see what happens. Something else. People say, oh, 
as soon as Tyrod Taylor falters, they're going to put him in. Uh-uh. Week six. Uh-uh. Yeah. You week thought six. that because what? It's week six. He's on the field by week six. I got a fan on Twitter who's absolutely right. He's like, dude, this is Jimmy Sizzle all over again. He wants the name. He wants the ticket sales. It, Dude, he's on the field by week six. I think they're going to bumble it again. No, bro, bro. That's why they got Drew Stanton. Drew Stanton, a lifetime backup. I, so. I want to say off the top of my so. head, with an 11-3, 11-4 record, he will be the next one that they go to. Because so. right now, Dorsey's proving he's not listening to the fans in any way, shape, or form. And please, anybody saying this is Johnny 2.0, you never could have been further from the truth. The only thing you may compare a bit is the hype. But look at Johnny. He had that spin move in college, threw the ball up in the air with 6-6 Mike Evans, got to it. That is not Baker Mayfield's game. Right now, hey, whether we like it or not, he is the quarterback. Am I totally sold? We'll have to see what happens, but he's got a year to prove himself. Now, you're not even talking Denzel Ward's homecoming, of course, from Nordonia High School. That's right. Is that what that tells you is the Browns' face. Our defensive backfield, guys, was so bad. And as long as Peppers is still in it, it's bad. <laughs> but the bottom line is all these people tell me, oh, Taylor, Martin, Body Calhoun, oh, my gosh, no, they suck. They suck, and they saw that right away. Bro, here's the thing they're looking at. We have no serviceable cornerbacks or safeties except the ones we added. And they had a way and say, you know what, Ogba backed up by NASA. They are not Chubb, but at least they're a little bit better. And, guys, two examples to give you of, quote, unquote, pass rushers from college that flamed in the pros that were drafted highly. Oh, we took both of them. Cameron Wimbley and Mr. Mingo. So just thinking, am I saying that's Chubb? No. But again, those guys, if they don't pick up more than one or two moves, the speed stops working in the pros. So much of what we're talking about right now, Munch, I feel like, you know, you're right. You can start comparing these guys to players of the past. You can start comparing this regime to, you know, regimes of the past. Um, But it's a new day in the Browns organization. But to me, it feels a little bit like, dude, you're making the same mistakes in the sense of the Browns are acting like they know something that everybody else missed. They have some sort of inside information, the smartest guy in the room. I don't know. I don't know what you want to call it there. Um, And and, and you're going to have to look at Dorsey as the as the architect of all of this one of the things I noticed yesterday as I was watching draft coverage and I saw it this morning on Twitter where Dorsey calls Baker Mayfield and you know hey essentially gives him the job offer like congratulations bro we want you on our team and he hands the phone off to Hugh Jackson when he hands the phone off to Hugh Jackson he only calls him the head coach never calls him Hugh never calls him anything like that Baker Mayfield not exactly the quarterback that I think Hugh Jackson would have picked doesn't seem like his dude there. Um, how how much hotter is the seat of Hugh Jackson today than it was prior to the draft? You know, it's been hot from day one. Number one, why do you think Todd Haley was brought in? He is the coach in waiting. Number two, Hugh had no say so over the quarterback choice in any way, shape, or form because they were they said to him, "Wait a minute, you're the quarterback whisperer. It doesn't matter who we get you." And I told you this too. They come out of the gate zero oh, and six, or even two and seven. He's gone. Simple as that, he's gone. So that's why. Is the seat hot for him to win? Hell yes. Heck yes. Is he going to win a lot? No. But right now, if he's an over or, you know, an abysmal, what is the break? Maybe 10, I mean, it's late. At least 10 games in. Right. You know, if he's uh, two and eight, so that nature, one, he's gone. He's gone. So, yeah, he is the head coach of the team. And really, that's how Dorsey's looking at it business wise. Now, interesting with Todd Haley. 
loves Roethlisberger, love that type. The guys say what we will. Matt Castle, we all scratched our heads like, oh, wow, a great backup. You know, that's why Drew Stanton is a backup and nothing more. Well, he got a great year out of Castle, too, a little bit bigger than Baker Mayfield. Well, let's see here what happens. Baker is a winner. We know that. He's feisty. I've been told by linemen that he's the kind of guy that can figure it out. You know, we'll have a year to do that. All right, Munch. I okay. I, I, like I said, I'm not doom and gloom, right? I'm not, and and then I think there's a chance that I'm wrong on this. My gut says I'm not. My gut's been pretty right about the Browns. I think I got like something like a 91 percent like accuracy rate with this team. Not hard because they just botch it constantly. I but I, I'm going to try to stay optimistic. But Fantone actually noticed something last night, and I didn't even think about it until he said it to me this morning. But the quarterback is the adult in the room. You're the leader, top down. And you're not even at the draft. It leaks two days before that you're going to go number one to Cleveland, and you don't put the suit on and go. Is that a problem? Is it a red flag? Or are we overthinking it? Not, not in any way, shape, or form. Now, you've just turned into Dorsey knows guys trying to be the smartest guys in the room. You're going to like <laughs> Baker Mayfield requested that he would like to be with family. Why is it? When Joe Thomas went fishing with his dad, no one had a problem with him. Offensive okay? line, I oh. don't care. It's a different position. I do. It, it does. It, there's something about the quarterback okay. position that I require more. Yeah, and you know what? Guess what the more is? The team's looking at it saying, wait a second. This guy treasures family more than bright lights. What was Johnny Donkey's big thing? coming out with his finger slashing the money side on stage to Baker. Family was more important, and his family's going to reside at 76 in Rosa Boulevard in that locker room. Again, Darcy, one of the two biggest things he went on. Do other players like him? What is his presence in the locker room? Said that's his, that, that weighs right there as much as, you know, good quarterback play, which they had a few that they could have chosen from. Is there any? Did it help you with him not being there? No, I think honestly, because I think Baker Mayfield's right back on the couch with his family three years from right now. I um, but okay. I, I I will say this, Munch, as we're talking to Mark Munch Bishop, Munch on Sports weekdays at three, Fox Sports thirteen fifty. Let me ask you this question. Love it. Is that most people felt like even though there were a lot of quarterbacks in this draft, that none of them were like great. That they were all like meh. So is there any chance whatsoever that Dorsey was like, screw it, just take Baker Mayfield because we're going back to the quarterback board next year in next year's draft anyway? There's always that chance. Yeah. There's always that chance to try and get better. In fact, you know what? Interesting, because the Ravens traded up to get Lamar Jackson. Right. Had that not happened, the Browns might have plucked him with one of their first two second-rounders. You always want to get better at the best position possible. Guys, the thing is this, too. I don't take Baker. I told you why. Because I need him to be three inches taller. Linemen are telling me that if he's that good, he will figure it out. That's what the Browns are thinking. Haley, not you, is the perfect guy, too, to work with him. So that part's going to be interesting. And, uh, yeah, was he my choice? No. Is, is he my rubber staffing it? No. Remains to be seen. And, you know, here's the thing is that it's a new regime that we said we trusted. And as soon as the pick was made, I wasn't too sure about that. But uh, we'll see what happens. And again, I don't rubber stamp anything. Do I take him, though? No, I want him somebody three inches taller. He's the quarterback in the team. Denzel Ward's a starting uh, DB. We'll see what happens today. Round two and three. That's absolutely right. That's Mark Munch, Bishop Munch. On Can I help you? 
Weekdays at three, Fox Sports thirteen fifty. Nah, I'm not convinced. I'm really not. But I, I again, I'm not doom and gloom on Baker. I just, it's not what I would have done. My gut tells me we could have done better at the most important position in all of sport. We had two cracks at it, and we didn't do it. But maybe I'm wrong. I've been wrong once or twice before. It's been known to happen. Yeah, you know what? I think I've been wrong once. Yeah, once? I, don't, <laughs> just, just <laughs> I don't think it's that many times, though, much. I really don't. But thanks again, buddy. We'll talk to you again next Friday at 7. We appreciate it. You know, always a pleasure. And again, 3 to 6, I've got thousands, and I'm humbled by it. Humble, okay. thousands of texts, et cetera. Say, much. what do you think? I'll tell you all today for 3 to 6 on Fox Sports 1350. Absolutely right. Your next shot at $1,000 is right now. Your shot at $1,000. Now, text the keyword BANK to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's BANK to 200-200. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. Ron, live for you, WRQK.com. I, uh, I have upset the Browns faithful via Twitter, so we're going to move forward and not talk to the Browns right now. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's what you love. All right. That's what you love hearing. Oh, my God. I can't believe they did it. That, that's, that, that's what you want to hear. Wow. We will talk to Scott from winningfornextyear.com, get his take on this. I know what his take is because he tweeted at me last night. He's like, who hurt you? Because I tweeted out last night after the draft, I said, well, I would say we have LeBron, but he's got to be perfect and go for 46 to beat the Pacers by three, and his bags are packed, and we know it. And Scott was like, who hurt you? And my response was, the Browns did, Scott. Duh, you're not paying attention? The Browns hurt me. That's who did it. Since 1999. I do have this article that I feel uh, deserves a little bit of... uh, evaluation by us all right and this is is it ever all right to lie to the person you're dating okay and they say in certain situations maybe okay and here's a few of them if you're sexting trying to turn each other on via the text message there and she sends you dirty photos but they're stock meaning she took them before and she's really in her pajamas eating ice cream, that that is an okay lie. Is that an okay lie? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the same lie to me as like saying it's the biggest one you've ever seen. You know what I mean? Like that is an okay lie. I When we first got into this, I was like, dude, there's okay. very little okay lying, but like I, that's okay. I disagree with, with, with your analogy. I think the, the biggest one I've ever seen lie is, is harmful. I, uh, and, and A and B, I mean, I know you're lying. And so now I'm just focusing on the fact that I'm about to sleep with a liar. And so what else you lying to me about? I don't really like the, that's the biggest one I've ever seen lie. I'm not a big fan of that one. This, I, I don't know if it's okay or not. I know it's going to happen. I know we're never going to change it from happening. This is just who people are. So I don't think it's necessarily indicative that you got problems in the relationship. If you tell this little white lie. Um, not telling your partner that you had a sex dream about your ex. Is that okay to lie about, to keep that to yourself? Um, yeah. I mean, it's something you can't control. You know what I mean? Like that wasn't a conscious decision that you made to, to, to have that dream. That's where I'm at on it. Yeah. I, I, you, I, I don't think you control what comes into your brain as you're sleeping and dreaming. So I, I, I don't think it's, although 
I mean, it does maybe lend itself to, you know, desire that you have underlining, um, you know, I, underlying. I, I, I don't have nearly as much of a problem as you having a desire of like, hey, my past sexual experiences. I mean, those are a part of what make you who you are. So, like, I don't necessarily have a problem with your subconscious remembering that. I have a problem with you embracing it. If you start, if you're, if you're, if you're like messaging with your ex, that's a completely different conversation. You know what I mean? Like, yes, I do I, believe that I, that's I can't worse. fault you there. Acting like you didn't go ahead on your Netflix binge when you, in fact, did. So essentially, don't watch this until we do, and then you, you know, you cheat and go ahead. It seems so stupid to me. Like, because you'd have to watch it again, you mean? Yeah, and then act surprised the whole time. Like, oh my God, can you believe that? Look at that. Well, more so. If you're in a relationship where the person gets that mad at you for skipping ahead in a Netflix show, you're dating the wrong person. Yeah, I think, I think both ways, I think both it's ways both it's done there. Yeah. I, again, I agree, is what I mean. Um, another one of these is pretending that you didn't zone out while you were having sex. We all do it. There's like, look, no matter how much fun you're having, occasionally, dude, you'll just be like, hey, I wonder what's going on with my checking account. And oh, yeah, that's right. I got to get that done today. And like, it is, I, and I, I just think, I don't think that that's lying. I think we all do it. We all know we do it. So why bring up an uncomfortable conversation? Like, hey, you know, in the middle of that, I wasn't even thinking about it. Yeah, I, I don't necessarily view that as a lie. That's not necessarily a lie. There are maintenance things you just don't do. There, it's a lie of omission, I suppose, is what people are going to say. Um, this is another one here that I think is like, I don't necessarily think this is lying. It's just playing your cards right, which is hiding something you're embarrassed about on the first couple of dates. No, that's not lying. It's okay to let... You're, yeah. The slow reveal of who you are as a person, the layers being pulled back, that's exactly how this is supposed to happen. You tell people the too much embarrassing stuff about you in the first couple of dates, that's called oversharing, and you're going to scare them away. Yeah, I mean, I know I've definitely heard the, you know, everyone's on their best behavior, and maybe it would just be better if we all just came out warts and all and exposed ourselves as who we are on first dates, but that's not how it's going to work. It's it just, that's impractical. This one, I do think you need to learn how to be honest about with the person that you're dating and or married to, because I think long term that this could create more problems than what you'll initially think and that's appreciating a really bad but genuinely sweet gift meaning dude they tried but they didn't knock it out of the park and lying to them about how that the fact that you appreciate it they want to know if is that necessarily a an appropriate lie and i say no because essentially what you're doing if you are lying to this person what you're doing is reinforcing behavior that you don't want and you're not allowing them to figure this is a perfect opportunity for you to bring somebody further in and learn about who you are. I mean, like, let's say you think it sucks. Should you just be like, this sucks? No, I mean, you kid glove things for sure. I, 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 Isn't that, know, I mean, like, no, I, I don't think that's a lie. I, you, can, you don't have to be blunt about what you're saying, but you can still convey the same message. There's a very big difference between opening a package and go, what are you, an idiot? This blows versus, you know, you, you open the package, then you're having dinner. It's like, you, you know, it like, do you really like that? And I think if you're asked, then you say, you know what? Here's the thing. I appreciate that you tried to do this for me. But if, if it were me, and had I been in the store by myself, I may have went this route, and here's why. It's uncomfortable for sure. But those things need to be addressed in relationships. Otherwise, it's like sex. 
If you keep lying about how you're having good sex and you don't, sooner or later that's going to be too much for you to take and you're going to end up wanting out. And the same thing with gift giving. If you keep just admit, like it's like if you keep getting bad gifts and pretending they're good and then you are just going to sit there as a human being and expect the behavior to change on its own at some point and it never, ever, ever will. Honesty, even though uncomfortable, normally is the key to getting yourself in a relationship you actually want to be in. More Stansbury Show right around the corner. Hang on. Nine. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Wow! Wow! Online for you, WRQK.com. Pass out another $1,000, 8 this morning. We'll also talk to Scott from winningfornextyear.com. Get his opinion on why I'm wrong about what happened last night. Now, again, I don't think Baker Mayfield's going to fail. I don't think he's awful. He, I don't think he's Manziel. I don't think he's going to be as much of a problem as that. I don't. I, it's not what I would have done. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Dorsey sees something here that we don't. But I'm starting to agree with one of our Twitter followers where it was like, dude, this was more Haslam than Dorsey. And Jimmy, like this, our Twitter listener, D-Wing9, likes to say, Jimmy likes him some sizzle. And this does feel like Jimmy sizzle. Step it up to that plate, man. Wow. Jimmy sizzle. He wanted that sizzle, and he got it. And it feels like that to me. I hope I'm wrong. Phantom will be at Jay Dublin's in Akron tonight for the official weigh-in for the Honor Fighting Championships Operation Reaching the Summit. That's tomorrow night, Summit County Fairgrounds. However, the official weigh-ins tonight, Jay Dublin's, he'll be there starting at 6 p.m. And Josh, rock and roller. We're hoping. We're hoping. Jeremy from Honor Fighting Championships will be in the studio with us 9 a.m. this morning. I, uh, I'm excited for tomorrow night, man. I really I am. I, uh, I, know, I know you're going to be a part of the uh, festivities. Honor Fighting Championship presents Operation Reaching the Summit. Um, we're adding a fight to the card. Okay. What do we got going on? You don't know about this. I do not know what's going on about this. So my buddy is coming with me to the fights tomorrow night. Okay. You guys know him as Dustin. Right. Because that's his name. <laughs> right. That's what we call him. <laughs> All the right. pride of Canton South. Oh, yeah. Dude puts it on his back. Hates me today over the Baker Mayfield stuff. <laughs> so I'm throwing his ass in the square and in the octagon. Yeah, okay. And dude, Dustin and I are fighting to the death. Okay. Well, I don't know if they fight to the death necessarily. Um, but he is your uh he's he's rolling with you he's tomorrow. He's rolling with me tomorrow, yeah. Um oh, dude, I don't know. I mean, we might need to figure out a little pregame or something like that. I mean, things get started early. Three o'clock is when uh mm. OCW and Midget Championship Wrestling get the party underway. Buck Naked Band starts at five and then MMA at seven. So I don't know. I will uh, we'll figure something out, but I feel like there's got to be some sort of shenanigans before we get yeah, things going. Yeah, we should. I got a couple of friends you know coming I mean? out from Cleveland to go to, so that'll be kind of fun. And uh, yeah, it, it'll be a, it'll be a good time. I can't wait for. I was just uh, telling Fantone, I can't believe I don't have to bartend tonight or tomorrow. I can't nice. believe I can't remember the last time that was true. It's nice, dude. No, it is nice. You'll be drinking beers instead of instead of opening them, buddy. Yeah, that will be nice. I will enjoy that. Yeah. Tickets tonight at Jay Dublin's. Tickets on the Stansberry Show. We got them for you, baby. You know what? We'll pass out a pair here do it? momentarily. Okay. Um, I would be remiss if I didn't tell you this. So I did something yesterday. I'm glad I did. Right? Okay. Um, I took my car in and dropped it off at Wakeham a couple of days ago. And uh, they actually loaned me a 2018 Ford F-150 while they had it. And so man, was that thing nice. Yeah. They're doing truck for a buck right now. Dollar down, get you a brand new truck. You should check that out. But I uh, dropped my car off at their detail center. Right. And I don't know how they do it. Like detail centers, it might as well be magic. To me, because I keep my car pretty clean. I'm not a dirty person. Like, I'll vacuum it out like once a pay period. I won't get it washed once a pay period. And it's still, it's like there's dust here, or there's 
like little bits of things in the crack here. I got in that thing yesterday. You would think it rolled right off, right off the production line. It's, I swear to God, it's like brand new, clean. I'll take a video today, get it posted to Instagram. Yeah, I, I mean, it, detailing often is expensive, um, but it's usually worth it. I mean, you have somebody come out and clean it, and it's like, dude, I could do this if I just spent two plus hours. And it's like, even when you do, it doesn't come out the same way as when it's professionally done. Not right at there. all. Wakeham's got a couple of different options there. They have an eighty dollar option, okay. like a two hundred and fifty dollar. Uh, a detail option, eighty dollar option. That's a I good went, price for detailing. I dude. went right through with the eighty dollar option. That's and a good price, dude. It is like pristine, clean, really, like brand new, really, brand new. It's why awesome. Not, no, it was, uh, it was that was uh, that was two big, huge thumbs up on that. Might have to take the Buick up there. Absolutely. All Let's right. pass out these tickets for the Honor Fighting Championships Operation Reaching the Summit. We'll take caller fifteen right now. One 7625 Scott from WinningForNextYear.com will tell us all why I'm wrong. That's next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. I have got to get in on this. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We're online for you at WRQK.com. Full disclosure, when I asked for this segment to be done both on Monday and Friday, I expected to have good news from last night's NFL draft. I don't believe that's what we got. But joining us on the program this morning is Scott from WinningForNextYear.com. Buddy, now... This is not the same feeling I had with Manziel. I don't think that's what this is. But I am underwhelmed by the pick of Baker Mayfield at number one. I am underwhelmed by it. And I do feel like everybody's like, this is a new organization, man. You got to trust it. And then they go out there and they sashi it with the first pick of the NFL draft. Why do you think it's sashi? Just to throw back at you. feels like what Sashi Brown would have done. Oh, those two prototypical NFL draft quarterback guys. Nah, nah. Let's overthink it. We'll go this way and we'll think outside the box and we'll get a gamer. That's what it feels like to me. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I think the part that's going to drive fans the most crazy is that you're going to have to wait a year to find out, right? Oh, I mean, you're, so you're, you're nuts. He's you're, on the field by week six, dude. It's nowhere you think, near. No, no. I think they're going to protect this kid. Uh, I mean, so I guess if, if he is on the field by week six, the plan has go, already gone awry, right? I mean, he's he's going to be the, – the whole the plan is – I mean, the, the reason the quarterback room has – Tyrod and Stanton is they're they're and if something happens to one of them, they're going to add someone else to to put on. I I I truly do believe they're going to sit him for a full year, and I think that's the part that's going to drive fans the most crazy. Is even if Darnold or Rosen or whomever uh, get to take the field this year and do what they do, um, the the unknown I think is going to drive fans the, the 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 most the most bonkers regarding this. I mean, I again I think. You could you you could say what you want about any of these guys. They all have their pluses. They all have their their cons. Um, you know, but the you know, I, I, Dorsey feels he took the guy who's going to fit their system going forward. Um, I don't know what they what they saw in him when they talked to him. I don't know what they saw in any of these guys when they talked to him. But they they they, they like him for whatever reason. I know a lot of people think that Georgia game was a bit scary uh, in terms of how he handled that that larger, faster defense. But. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm fine with it, but again, because I'm just I'm kind of numb to anything they do. So I mean, it's 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 tough to kind of get me wound up about the Browns. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, you have to be fine with it. I made the point earlier. It's like, I mean, you know, just like however you feel about this current president, the past president, whatever, they're still ahead the the head of our country, and like you've got to, we we were all on board with it together. So at this point, I mean, I hope the Baker Mayfield experiment works, but I think there's more than enough red flags where it's like, you know, you, you talk about you don't know what they saw, and what I keep seeing is like. 
well, he's got that swagger. He's a winner. He's great in the locker room. Guys love to play with him. And it's like, dude, I love the homies. Like, I love being one of the homies. Like, that's one of my favorite things to do in life. But that doesn't necessarily make me ready for the job. So I can understand where Browns, you know, uh, fans feel a little bit concerned right now. Well, not only that, but everybody talks to me about how the dude LeBron doesn't have to be great in the locker room because he's great. And that you deal with the with, with, with him that, being uh, demanding and getting on you because of the greatness of it. But then when we pick somebody who isn't great, then they want to sell me on the locker room stuff. Dude, we bumbled it again. Sorry, buddy. I didn't mean to step on your question. No, 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 no. But I mean, but there's valid concerns there. Um, but such is life, and that's what the Browns are going to have to roll with. I want to transition over into the decision-making process that went into this. And one of the things that I noticed, and I think that you know others have noticed, is that John Dorsey seemed to have been the one that was behind all this. Hugh Jackson was just kind of left in the wind. Uh, you talk about the system that they have, and 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 kind of what I've always thought of Hugh Jackson is he wants you know the the the, the tall quarterback with the big arm, um, and I know Baker's got an arm on him. There's no question about it, but when you look at Baker Mayfield, does he fit Hugh Jackson's system? And if he does not, what does that mean about how hot Hugh Jackson's seat is? You know, I I, I don't necessarily know if, if they're drafting this kid to be, quote-unquote, Hugh Jackson's system. I think they're drafting him because they think he's the, you know, the, best, the best quarterback to lead them going forward, and the, the reason you do that because there's no guarantee, as we talked about, if you're going to sit him for a year to learn, there's no guarantee that Hugh Jackson's here next year, right? I mean, so if you're, if you're drafting him for a system that is not guaranteed to be in place going forward, I think you're, you're, you're kind of setting yourself up for failure a little bit. Um, it, I, again, I don't know what Dorsey you know, saw in him, but I, it was, it, we, we, I, we can safely estimate that the decision was his. I mean, he said it was unanimous about Monday or Tuesday this week, um, as as they deliberated, which is good. I mean, you want you want to be you want to be debating these guys. You don't want groupthink. You don't want well. Uh, you, you know, you don't want you don't want uh, everybody to just kind of fall in line. Um, you know, but I don't know what the what that discussion was like behind the scenes to to say, hey, Baker's our guy. Um, you know, I haven't had a chance to see what Dorsey said about the pick, um, but you know, again. There, there. He's, he's, he is. He felt comfortable enough to hitch his wagon, which is 100% what it is, as his tenure of of of, of leading this franchise uh, to Baker Mayfield, and it's it's a hell of a risk, um, but it's but it's one that Dorsey apparently feels comfortable with, and and again, if you're if you're looking to buy yourself some time, uh, you know, sitting a kid for a full year is is, is, a, is a is a way to do it as well. So you know, again, I think you know this team is better. Tyrod Taylor is. Probably the best quarterback they've had in the last couple of years. Uh, Jarvis Landry is a hell of a receiver. They're going to win football games this year. They have to win. You, you have to assume they're going to be better. Um, you know, the question, of course, is going to be: is was was Baker Mayfield worth uh, worth the number one overall pick? And I think it's going to be a long time before we find that out. Isn't there a possibility that since most people were kind of ho hum on all these quarterbacks, Darnold and Rosen, even uh, uh, b- both as well, that isn't there a possibility Dorsey's like, you know what, dude, next year's the year we really want to get our quarterback anyway. So you know what, just take Baker Mayfield number four and at number one, and let's see what happens. That they are already looking ahead at next year because the quarterback it wasn't really in this draft. Is there any possibility that's what the, what this is? I'd be shocked if that was the case. I mean, why 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 use draft? Why use that? I, mean, I, I want to say hard-earned, but the draft capital you were afforded because you were so, so bad last year on a position that, you know, may or may not, you know, be something that's going to help you going forward. I'd be, I'd be, I'd be shocked if that was the case. Um, but again, if they go, 
you know, I, I hate to say 0 and 16, but say like 2 and 2 and 14 or 3 and 13 next year, and they end up at the top of the draft. You know, and there and there is a quarterback there. You know, I they're think they'd be foolish him. to pass on him. Right, they're taking. Um, yeah, but uh, but again, I don't think I don't I don't look at the Mayfield pick as if it was a punt. I mean, I think if they if they were if they were kicking that quarterback can down the road a year further. Um, you know, I think you 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 take you trade down or you take a position player there. But again, they're the Browns, so we you know whatever they do, you know it's it's never what we thought they were going to do. As we kind of sit here as Browns fans, I know a lot of people. It's just like anything else where it's like all of a sudden you become a constitutional scholar, or all of a sudden you become you know some sort of a lawyer because something political comes up. But a lot of people have turned into NCAA scouts who can tell you everything about every quarterback that you know that got picked, that got, that, that, that that played last year. Um, but if we're really getting down to it, a lot of people didn't watch a lot of Oklahoma games. Just from a a a, a perspective as kind of an observer, Scott, like what can we expect out of Baker Mayfield. Well, again, I think it's, it's going to be you know watching in, in camp will be will be interesting, but it, the hard part is going to be we're not going to see him I, again. I know you think he's going to play early. Early. I don't think I, I don't think the plan is to see him for a while. So to you know to I think you're you're going to expect a kid who you know he has great accuracy. He's probably one of the most accurate guys in the in the in the field. Um, you know he. He can use his feet, but doesn't rely on him. You know that kind of thing. I mean, he. You know, the 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 thing that bothers me the most out of him is the is the height. Um, you know, a, a six a six foot tall quarterback is is an anomaly from a success standpoint. You know, more more quarterbacks succeed. You know, in that six to four six five range, and then they do at the at that six six one. So it'll be that that's the part the, the the part that bothers me the most is that I don't care about the crotch grabbing. I don't care about the flag planning. I don't care about the running from the cops. I don't care about any of that kind yeah, of stuff as much as I do. The cops ain't great. I don't well, care getting about the tackled cops. by the cops is the problem, right? Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's the problem. So mobile. Yeah. <laughs> so mobile. Yeah. I, no. And that was, was and that was like one or two steps in, which is which is which is which is which is less. Uh, you know, less less of a plus. But yeah. No. I don't know. I think you know. Again, I think they they are going to find a guy who who is. A leader of this team, though. I mean, if you're talking about a guy who's ready to be the face of a franchise, much like he was in Oklahoma, I mean, he was the leader of that team, you know, offensively and defensively. I mean, when the defense, you know, you, you typically you see quarterbacks, you know, just lead their offensive unit. When when defense on the field, he he was he was on the sidelines, he was cheering, he was getting he was getting you know informed about what the next drive is going to look like, all that kind of stuff. He I mean, he's a guy who immerses himself in the game. I just wish he was two or three inches taller. I, I see. I, now I agree with all that. I, I think he is definitely a good sideline guy. I think he's a great rah rah cheerleader. Let's keep up the momentum. That kind of guy. I I'm, I agree with every last bit of that. And there is a very good chance he ends up being a great quarterback. I am not standing in here saying this is Manziel 2.0. He's going to totally flame out. That's not what I'm saying. But he it, it it does feel like a Sashi Brown underwhelming first. Here's what it really is. Sam Darnold to me felt like Barack Obama as president. We got hope, bro. There's hope. There's hope where Baker Mayfield feels to me like, here we go again. I just don't feel the hope this morning. I don't. I kind of feel like, oh, we brownsed it. Now, I could be wrong. I could be way wrong. It's And again, I'm not staking my reputation on it. I'm just saying it feels underwhelming to me. It feels like what Sashi Brown would have done. And I was all high on Dorsey. He's going to get it right. Real GM. Look, he found Tyreek Hill in the middle of nowhere in the draft. And look at this. And he did this. And he knows this. And he knows this. And he comes here and he did exactly what I was praying he would not do. All I'm saying is this. There were two guys in this draft. Prototypical NFL quarterbacks. And the Browns went, nah, we're going outside the box and going to think this. 
And they told me last year, they promised me Deshaun Kaiser wasn't going on the field. They promised me, no, got to wait, got to wait, got to wait, got to wait, got to wait. And what happened? There he was. The same thing is going to happen with Baker Mayfield. I got a Twitter listener who's on me about this, that it's Jimmy Sizzle. Jimmy Sizzle. Jimmy loves him some sizzle. Can't wait. And I think he's right, bro. And I think Baker Mayfield's out on that field week six. Like, look, let's sell some tickets. Get Baker out there. We're going 0-16 again anyway. Screw it. Sell some tickets. You don't think there's any chance they do that? Well, last year was a much different situation because who did Ty or who did uh, Tyra, who did Deshaun Kaiser have to beat out? Well, that's to true. Get there? I mean, you are right I mean, you had Brock, that. you had Brock Osweiler and and uh, and, uh, and what's his name for that they drafted in the third round? That is um, true. You know, so they, you know this year they have two veterans ahead of them, and one one they're they're paying a decent amount of money to um, to you know to hit to have there. So I I, I, did, I again I think the writing is uh, writing's on the wall for things to actually be different. I do think. There's some some uh, credence to Haslam wanting the kid out there to sell some tickets, but I think you're gonna you're gonna sell the merch. You know, there's there's gonna be Mayfield jerseys on the sidelines at training camp week. You know, day one for sure. Um, and you know, and, and fans are gonna buy in. Um, you know, and again, you know, I mean, we didn't we're not probably gonna get a lot of time to talk about it because we're probably up against it. But the you know the Denzel Warpick I think is huge. I mean, kids from kids from Bedford. You went to Ohio State. Um, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of locality there that I think they can really market if they wanted to as well. And I think they have probably the best cornerback on this team since since peak Joe Hayden. You know, what I mean, so there's there's a lot of reason to be hopeful. You know, things are better and enough enough so that they will distract from not having your your quarterback on the field. But again, it's the Browns, and you know, like you said, by week six, everybody could be injured or fired or whatever, and you know the the the, the plan can change on a dime if they're not winning football games. I don't hate the the pick of Denzel Ward at four. Again, it's not what I would have done it for, but I can't hate the pick. He does look like he's going to be a pretty good corner. I don't like the term lockdown corner because you're not even allowed to be a lockdown corner in the NFL anymore because you're not allowed to play any defense. And also, to to your point, he better be a hell of a lot better than peak Joe Hayden if we're taking him at four because peak Joe Hayden wasn't much. So I think, honestly, he better be way better than peak Joe Hayden. Otherwise, this was a complete and utter swing and huge miss. I am terrified this is going to be bad. I am. Now, full disclosure, it could just be battered brown syndrome. It yeah, could just be, yeah. right? I mean, dude, everybody talks 0-16. My thing is they've gone 0-20, you know, two decades. That's I've been, I'm terrified of that. Scott, I appreciate you moving your schedule around, making some time for us uh, on Friday instead of Monday at 8. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you again Monday, 8 o'clock on 169. Have a great weekend, buddy. I know you and Fantone are all excited about this Royal Rumble. The greatest Royal Rumble today uh, at noon, baby. The greatest Royal Rumble. Scott, a man with a real job, takes the half day. He told me, yeah, it took a half day to watch this. All right, like, well, dude, dude, just, dude, put it back in the bag. We'll find out about the <laughs> ultimate Royal Rumble or whatever the hell's going on in the WWE next on Rock 106.9. Your shot at $1,000. Now, text the keyword WIN to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's WIN to 200-200. Rock 106.9. 106.9. With the first pick in the 2018 NFL Draft, the Cleveland Browns select Baker Mayfield. Wow. It is Baker Mayfield. Utter shock and awe is what you want to hear from the broadcast table after you make your selection at quarterback. Shock and awe. Can't believe it.
I like why everybody's telling me now this morning, Baker Mayfield was the best quarterback in the draft, yet everybody in the world shocked he went number one. Wow. But he was he was the solidified first number number one quarterback in the draft? Wow. Then why is everybody shocked it happened? Because of how good he was? Wow. Now look, again, this is being perceived as if Stansbury's a hater. And of course, you're wrong, Twitter. You think anytime anybody's critical of anything, it's hate. It's not. It's observational. I'm looking at it. I want Baker Mayfield to be great. I hope, the guy just said to me on Twitter, I hope he plants that flag in the middle of Heinz Field. Me too. This is like the president. Fantone said it best earlier. This is like the president. I didn't get who I voted for, but I don't want the guy to fail because then we all fail. I want to be wrong about Baker Mayfield, and I I may end up being wrong, and I can't wait to be wrong. I'll be the first guy to tell you how I was. I'll even play you audio from today's show. I don't care about being wrong. I'm in the prediction business. I'm in the opinion business. I got to say something, so I tell you what I think. Sometimes what I think is right, most of the time. Sometimes it's not. (laughs) Not that many, though. Not that many. Again, we'll go another sport since they're playing again tonight. Who was the one person out there telling you that you lost the Boston trade? That's right. It was me. And you lost the Boston trade not only once, but twice you lost the Boston trade. Twice you lost it. Right? Well, Kyrie wouldn't be playing, so... You lose know the I mean? star, lose the trade. Lose the star, lose the trade. You got back Jordan Clarkson and Larry Nance Jr. Not enough to keep LeBron here. You lost the trade. Talk to me about Kyrie in the knee and fine, all you want. At the end of the day, you didn't get players back that keep LeBron here. You lost the trade. End of the day. That's all it is. That was my gut feeling that we lost the Kyrie trade. And it's my gut feeling that Baker Mayfield isn't going to be a world beater. Now... Here is the upside for the Cleveland Browns taking Baker Mayfield. You don't need him to be a world beater. We've seen quarterbacks be successful who were not necessarily great. If you if you build the pieces around them that help them, then they can do it. And I do believe there is enough in Baker Mayfield that if you supply him a talented roster, he can lead you to wins. I think that's part of the problem here is that, like, what are your expectations? What are your goals here? If your expectations and goals are to win games next year, then I think Baker Mayfield probably was the right pick, probably the most ready quarterback to come out of the draft, the guy that can make the impact day one. I know Scott disagrees and thinks he's not going to play year one, but if you're looking for him in his first year to help you win games, he's probably the right pick. But if your goal is to win Super Bowls, and I think that's what your goal should be. How is that not the goal? I, 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 I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily know if long term that Baker Mayfield. It's it's the floor and the ceiling debate again, where I think Baker Mayfield has the highest floor. I think there were other quarterbacks with higher ceilings. Now, are the Browns in what the position? Right. Are the Browns in the position to gamble on on ceilings as opposed to floors? I, I guess that was you know Dorsey's decision to make yesterday, and he 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 obviously went floor there. Got a little bit of him calling Baker Mayfield. You want to hear that? No, but yeah, run it. Baker, Mr. Dorsey, how are you? I'm doing pretty good, thank you. Hey, let me ask you a question. I got you on speakerphone here. You won't be the first pick in the draft? Yeah, I do. Huh? Yeah, I do. Well, buddy boy, I want you to get excited here because uh, I'm going to uh, put the card in here and we're going to take you here with the first pick in the draft. I'm going to go back in the draft room here. I got the head coach. want to talk to your brother. I'm so excited for you. Oh, man, he's I going Hogan? see you tomorrow, but here's the head coach, brother. Oh, brother. Dude, we're going hey, brother. Hey, how you doing, buddy? He went full munch. Hey, congratulations. No crying. 
<laughs> it's exciting, exciting time for you and your family. We're all excited. You're Cleveland Brown. Looking forward to working with you. And um, again, it's going to be a great time. I want this to be. I want this to be great. I really do. I know people think that I'm just a hater and I'm just. A, I'm not. I'm not. Nobody wants the guys. Do you have any idea how easy my job is? If the Browns are good during football season, are you kidding me? It's so easy. Now here's the thing. I do get lucky. If they're bad, it's easy. easy. If they're good, they're easy. If they're meh in the middle, that's where it gets tough. Yeah, and I oh, fingers crossed it's not where we end up. I don't want to be in purgatory of football. Um, a couple of things worth noting there within that John Dorsey conversation. First and foremost, you're right. Like, what's with that brother talk? Brother? Brother? I know, dude. Don't brother. go. Don't go, Hogan. And, like... I mean, maybe that's a part of the appeal. At least he didn't and why... use the other word Hogan's oh, been out there using. <laughs> that, that, that is true right there. Um, I think it's worth noting, too, and I said something about this to Munch. When he hands over the phone to Hugh Jackson, he calls him the head coach twice. And to me, it's like, dude, that's not a vote of confidence. I mean, Baker Mayfield knows who Hugh Jackson is. You can say, hey, I'm going to hand you off to Hugh. I don't know. There's something about there's something about, about, about this Dorsey, I, about the way he kind of did that that just rubbed me wrong. And I want to go back to the fact that he had to call him on the phone when he's sitting there with his family. I know everybody on Twitter right now is like, oh, it's so nice. He cares about his family. Nobody, nobody said anything about Joe Thomas when he went fishing with I his dad. I didn't bring my mom to this job interview to get yeah. this gig. And here's the deal. If if, if if the Stansbury show would have existed when Joe Thomas went to f- fishing with his dad, I would have said something about that. For sure I would have, dude. At the end of the day, this is a part of your job. And sometimes you got to tell your family, hey, I got to go to work, dude. I got to go put on the suit and go to work. Every single one of you listening right now had to tell your kids had to tell your wife had to tell whoever like yo i gotta go to work right now why 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 do you get to sit around and and, and with your family what people keep misunderstanding my points like this guy just hit me up on twitter was like i told you his numbers were better than darnold well first of all look at the plays that they ran i will take darnold's completion less completion percentage and a couple of the interceptions because what was he doing throwing the ball all the way down the field baker mayfield is a bubble screen machine now if that's the offense you want to run they Dude, the Patriots are are a bubble screen machine. So if that's what you want to do, okay, then Baker can do that. But to argue completion percent, dude, Sam Darnold was challenging defenses deep down the field. Baker Mayfield, not so much, unless the play broke down. Okay? And also, they keep telling me, quit knocking his size. For the record, Stansberry, the guy talking to you right now, never knocked his size. Munch did. Scott from WaitingForNextYear.com did. I think it's a concern. So Matt Fantone just did. I never have. So again, as you want to dismiss me just making this easy comparisons to Johnny Manziel, which I have not done, and you want to make this an easy like knock on his height, which I have not done, who's the real hater? Am I the hater on Baker Mayfield, or are you waiting to hate on me over the fact that you're deep down in your heart fearful that once again I am right. You are scared to death in your car right now I'm right. And you know it. That's why you're angry with me. That's why you can't wait to get to Twitter because here we go again. Stansbury nails it again and it's you're going to have to tell me I'm right in a year. Wow. You know it. You're, you are terrified I'm right about this. All I'm saying is this. He may end up being awesome. He may be what I heard yesterday, the next Brooke Forve. He may end up being that, and that would be awesome. All I am saying is that there were two prototypical NFL-type quarterbacks in the draft, and the Browns went, we're going to think outside the box. Now, that either really pays off or it really fails. 
Normally, that's one of the two things that will happen when you do something like that. Big swing, yeah. I want the big swing to work. Wow. This is not the same thing as when I told you Manziel had zero shot to be an NFL quarterback because I knew Manziel was a cokehead. Remember you all told me, no, you think you know everything. You think you know everything. Meanwhile, I did know that. Wow. I did know that. Remember when I did know that? I am not, dude, Baker Mayfield does not have the same character issues that Johnny Manziel has. He's got a few, but the crotch grab and all that. Remember when that happened? What did I say about Baker Mayfield? That that's competition between men and that men are going to do that and it doesn't scare me. The running from the cops thing's not great. It's not great. The fact that he couldn't run away from the cops, even worse. Wow. But this is not the same thing as me knocking Manziel. It's really not. It's just me being a little bit reasonable and saying, did we do the... It's an examination of whether or not we did the right thing. I'm not even saying we did the wrong thing. I would have taken Darnold. I could end up being way wrong. Wow. I also think you could have got Baker Mayfield at four. Now, I like Denzel Ward. Solid player. And again, people are knocking me on that. You know that kid's mom is sick. Denzel you know, Ward? N- normally, normally, I li- normally I like your takes, but his mom's sick. Well, I didn't knock Denzel Ward at all, nor did I say anything about his family, which shouldn't be a cause of concern of anything. He's a player in the NFL draft. If I don't get to discriminate on things that I see or like question the pick, then he's not ready for the NFL. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what's what's going on with his mom, but I mean, I'm sorry if she's like sick, but like, what, is, what does that have to do with anything? I don't, I don't know what that is. Wow. People are saying that call was very impersonal. He's about to lead your franchise. Don't call him buddy boy. All right, that may be nitpicky. Uh, no, I think there was a couple things in there. I don't like the way he said, like, hey, it's Mr. Dorsey. And I mean, like, I get it. My boss maybe isn't that formal. But, like, dude, he is going to be your franchise quarterback. Like, I, I don't know. Treat him like a peer. Like, or, or at least treat him like he's, you know, like, you don't have to call me Mr. I don't know. There was, like I said, a couple things in there I didn't like. I, again, as I'm being super critical, I feel like that's reachy. But everybody's got their own personal things that they that, that they hear and see inside of anything. I didn't really read any of wow. it that way. But, I, I mean, I don't know that you're wrong on any of it. Man, we were going to talk about the Ultimate Royal Rumble right here, too. Wow. But Fantone brought us back from break with, you know, the call. Wow. And the, yeah. He's the best quarterback in the draft. That's why everybody was completely, bu- you know, bum-fuzzled about the fact that he was the pick. Because wow. he was the certifiable number one pick. That's why everybody was shocked by it. Wow. I mean, I guess. Maybe. Wow. 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 I'll be here wow. next year saying, I told you. I'll be right here. <laughs> And when Kyrie and Gordon Hayward hoist that title next year, I'll be there telling you you lost that trade again, too. Because you did. Not once, but twice you lost it. Your next shot at $1,000, Wow! On Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. We may not be a global epidemic yet. On iHeartRadio. This is a dream come true. Canton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sands Show, Rock 106.9. We'll talk to Jeremy from Honor Fighting Championships coming up at 9 o'clock. We'll also get you hooked up with $1,000 shortly after 9 a.m. as well. Not a ton of time here, but I would be remiss if we didn't at least mention this as it was uh, big, huge news yesterday. Uh, probably the biggest news for us outside of the draft. But Bill Cosby found guilty. Uh, in the retrial and dude apparently got so angry about it he screamed out at the DA and called him like an, an a-hole and uh, but Bill Cosby has been found guilty um, which I got to imagine women in the entertainment industry feel 
a little bit of relief today. Not totally, because you know this is this stuff isn't over. There's plenty of these creeps out there. But I would imagine that when a huge star, Bill Cosby's an A-lister, even though if he hasn't done anything in the last 20 years, you would still consider Bill Cosby to be an A-list name. Yeah, he comes from the era of fame really being fame. Fame, exactly right. 80s famous. That's hard, It's harder to do then than it was now. Or is now, rather. But, like, we have found him guilty now. Like, we, we're starting to believe that these people that are beloved, even in, like, an American TV dad, is capable of these things because they are, at the end of the day, just human. Yeah, I mean, victims of his and also victims of other perpetrators probably do feel, if nothing else, because you're right. Heading he, in the right direction. Right. I mean, you know, you, you, the victimization still happened. You know, it doesn't necessarily erase anything. But at the same time, um, if this can happen to Bill Cosby, this can happen to the boss that you had that did this. This could happen Harvey to Weinstein's the... Right, right, right. 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 Could be coming now, but there is a little bit of that where it's like, yeah, but I just got sexually harassed by my boss. I'm in a different situation. I can't go up against Bill Cosby. I don't have Gloria Allred on my situation. So there might even be a little bit of like... Good for them, but what about us? But what about me? But at the same time, I mean, you can only you can only take the victories that are in front of you. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I would... Uh... I would agree with that. There's there's also this sentiment, and it's not a ton, but there is out, out there that people are making the claim now that we found him guilty because he was a black perpetrator, and this is just more evidence of systemic racism. And if it, you know what I mean, that 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 yes, what he did was wrong. They are these blogs are admitting that what he did was wrong, but really it's more about what we want to do, which is lock up black men. And I think this is people reaching in this time, and I don't think this is an appropriate time to do that. I would admit that there are wild, huge, big gaps of problems inside the you know the judicial system in this country there is no denying that but to think that this was white supremacy run amok just to lock bill cosby up because he was a black perpetrator i think is irresponsible to say today i I think i think i think that more than anything i mean this is going to be a very clear example because he got sentenced for 10 years three different three different counts and 10 years each um number one those can be served at the same time so there's a possibility he could go to jail serve the whole serve or serve the whole sentence and still be alive i mean unlikely but and it's i feel even more it's, i mean it's more unlikely that he serves 10 years i don't even know you know what i'm saying like he's he, he's there he's already at home you know what i'm saying waiting sentencing but like yeah why do you get to go home awaiting sentencing when you're found guilty on stuff like I, this I, like i think he put a, like the million dollars down or something like, so you and i would not be given this option right like uh, we're just there we probably wouldn't have had the money to have bailed ourselves out on something like that i think i think it was a million dollars but i mean that's that's how the system works you have money you don't get in as much trouble yeah i'm not wild about that i'm not wild about that i um i hope he does the full extent of it because i believed from the very beginning that this guy was guilty Uh, when there's that much smoke i believe that there is fire Uh, and i mean yes you 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 bring up the point of like well there's innocent people in jail and guilty people out on the streets but at this point i mean you've been judged by a jury of your peers and the evidence has been turned over and looked over and you're guilty so yeah it's it's go to jail bro for me (laughs) it's for me it's it, it it was pretty cut and dried i believe bill cosby was guilty has been found guilty um and i hope he serves the full extent of what those crimes uh, bring in because ultimately I don't think rape and that stuff I don't think I don't think the the years that we assign for people in jail for crimes like that are long enough I don't don't even think they're anywhere near uh, long enough when you think about the fact that that victim has it forever that they live like that forever 
and that you look around the corner and you look over your shoulder every minute of every day ever since that happens to you that I don't think that the average amount of years you get for raping somebody is anywhere near long enough of a prison prison sentence. Sorry. We do have Jeremy from Honor Fighting Championships. Their event operation reaching the summit is tomorrow night. He will join us next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. Rock 1069. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We're also online for you at WRQK.com and about to get you hooked up with $1,000. That's momentarily. However, we are joined in studio now by the founder, CEO, operator of Honor Fighting Championship and their event tomorrow night, Operation Reaching the Summit at the Summit County Fairgrounds. And Jeremy, I keep telling people that this is a mishmash of awesome because you're getting Midget Championship Wrestling, OCW Wrestling, the Buck Naked Band is playing, and then full-on MMA fights also in the part of this night. There's literally something for everyone in here. This event has never happened before. Never so, been done. Never been done. Which so. I think is awesome. Before we go any further... I would be crazy if I didn't have you do this live for the audience because they love the commercial so much. So I need you to give me a Josh Rock and Roller live. Can you do one of those for oh, me? Oh, yeah, definitely. Josh Rock and Roller. There it there is, it baby. Is. There, there it is. is. We have run that commercial and turned that into a piece of like audio for the show. And I kept saying, and maybe you have some insight into this, that I didn't think about it before we did it. And... That I don't know what it's like to enter into an octagon to fight the way Josh Rock and Roller is, and I worry that we have maybe have laid too much pressure at his feet, and that like we've made him the face of this thing, and if he gets mopped up in twenty <laughs> seconds, I'm going to feel terrible. Man, he is uh, he's ready. He's our main event. I know that's why. That's what I'm saying. I can't wait. And he's fighting John DeJesus, I believe it yes. was. Yeah. When it comes to these guys, Jeremy, like, how do you go about finding these fighters? How do you go about making these cards? Like, what's the decision making that goes in here? Um, we have uh, a matchmaker. Okay. Uh, he actually got voted matchmaker of the year last year, Scott Corbin. And, well, have uh, him find me a wife. <laughs> <laughs> so you're not just grabbing dudes off the street and telling them to go fight in that cage, correct? Nope. Everything has to get approved by uh, the athletic commission. Uh, fights get denied constantly. Um, yeah, it's a... Uh, it's a it's a process. So let's get some background on you, Jeremy, because this is what I want to know. You're how tall? I'm uh, six foot two. And you weigh what is exactly? Uh, a whole lot, man. I mean, Jeremy's a big dude. <laughs> two seventy, Jer- right? Jer- well, Jeremy's I'm guessing. Jeremy's two seventy after the sauna. That's a, a big man. <laughs> so uh, my question is, why aren't you fighting? Ah, oh, man, I'd rather be Don King. I don't know that. <laughs> that looks like it hurts. <laughs> I uh, you you just look like a guy not afraid to take a punch. And probably not exactly a stranger at maybe issuing one or two back in the day. Uh-huh. And it just it feels like maybe like, dude, maybe maybe we pull you out of retirement. <laughs> what uh what made you decide to get into this, Jeremy? What was the what was what was the decision there? Well, we uh you know, we had that OCW and um I had a couple guys approach me. They're like, Hey man, let's let's do some MMA. I'm like, Hey, let's let's do it. I, I, I think it was such a good idea and such a smart time to be doing it. I think the UFC's on the rise, obviously, having just recently sold it, made a ton of money. Um, they're still operating it. But I, 
I think it speaks to the fact that there is popularity growing inside the MMA world. Um, I know they're they are getting closer to a television partner, so less fights will then have to be pay per view. So that all being said, what I think is is like people are going to be looking for this on a local level as well. And um, I maintain and have always maintained that if you are on the ground floor of anything, that's where you want to be. And I feel like you have uh, laid down the ground floor for local MMA. And it's going to start to uh, really pay huge dividends for you. And as a fan of it, I'm excited. Because now, like, I, I've been to fights in Vegas. I've been to fights, you know what I mean, all the other places. But now I don't have to get on a plane to go see MMA. I can watch right. it in my backyard, which is awesome for me. And again, tomorrow night, uh, Summit County Fairgrounds, Operation Reaching the Summit. This event now pretty much going on all day. We're starting at what? it Was Was yeah. it 3 o'clock is what I heard? Yeah, doors open at 3 uh... OCW and the Midgets. Yeah! yeah. There it is. The Midgets go on at 3.30. Uh, we have Buck Naked going on at 5.15. And then uh, some Honor Fighting Championship starting at 7. Yeah, once again, dude, you can't beat it. Like, I mean, that's a day-long event right there for one ticket. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, most things like that, you're going to have to pay for each event. And, you know, you're going to have... Um, so if you're looking for something to do tomorrow, I can't think of anything better. Something that a ton of people have asked me, Jeremy, and I'm sure you have the answer for it. Uh, there is going to be beer there, right? Oh, yeah, there's going to be beer and liquor. We have shot girls, yep. Okay. So I, I heard now. you guys talking See, you about. Go, you found me a wife already. Yeah. <laughs> Look at that. I heard you guys uh, want to do a little pre-gaming. I heard that on the way in. So. I uh, well, pre-gaming is probably you know I I, I got to think about it. I'll probably Uber. Right? No, no, no. Like, you totally should I, Uber, I, I, bro. I will probably Uber for sure. Yeah. Yeah, unless my girlfriend's driving us, dude. Yeah, I think an Uber is probably the uh, probably the way to go here. Um, they uh, I'm being asked via Twitter as we're talking to Jeremy from Honor Fighting Championship. Which, by the way, you can grab tickets for Operation Reaching the Summit at HonorFightingChampionship.com. Um, they want a little bit more information on the Vanilla Gorilla. We, uh, dude, oh, you guys, you guys buried the, the lead on the gorilla on me the other day. Yeah. I didn't hear about this. Although I do want to pay him off. I want the name. <laughs> <laughs> Nick Brashear, the Vanilla Gorilla. He's our uh, super heavyweight champ. That our is first amazing. ever title. Uh, yeah, Phantom says he's massive. He's huge. Oh yeah, he uh, he came out at uh, our last OCW Tradition 15 and. Uh, he was an enforcer. Jeez. He uh, he's a huge man. There's no question about it. I mean, like I was saying, the Sansbury dude. I mean, like he's one of those dudes that I could punch, and I know it wouldn't even bother him. Like I could hit him with everything. Like a movie where he just yeah. like, shakes it off. His, his head is like a ball peen hammer. Right. It'd be like punch. It'd like be punching a horse or something like that. Like the thing. Like like Nick Brashear just would not care. I can't wait. Um, Jeremy, I, I know there's dudes out there who have you know trained for MMA. There's a ton of gyms that have opened up recently I'm like a tough that. Dude. I'm a tough guy. I'm ready to step into the octagon. I'm Ken South through and through. Right. What do they have to do if they're interested in getting involved with Honor Fighting Championship? Um, uh, to be a fighter? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah to yeah. be a fighter, I would say uh, reach out to our Facebook site. Okay. And, uh, yeah, we'll get them in touch with uh, Scott Corbin, our matchmaker. Usually they uh, have to be involved with some kind of gym. That helps, but... There's guys, uh, some guys that have no gym affiliation at all. Well, see, I kind of like that, though, because w- what you're doing there is you are screening out just the, oh, let me just wing it and see what oh, happens. Yeah. You you want a little bit, you want to know that these people have been at least shown a little bit of how to handle this. Because MMA, honestly, if you get in there and you're outmatched, oh, it can oh, go they, sideways fast. Well, the the athletic commission won't allow it. They yeah. are in place for uh, protection of the, the fighters. and So tickets for the event tomorrow are how much? They are $30 general mission. Um, I believe we have one or two uh, table seats left. Oh, nice. And uh, I just 
brought you guys in the last Ring of Honor tickets. The Blood, the Blood Zone. Zone. The Blood Zone. The Sweat Zone. Yeah. Love it, dude. The Blood Zone. I got to tell you, for people who have never seen the Buck Naked Band, by yeah. the way, if you've never seen them and you're even remotely into country music, that's going to be a huge get for you. Bro, like, I, they're really good. I hate country music and I know they're good. Yeah, they're you good. know what I'm saying? Like They go up there and they do their thing. The first one, of, I, I think it was actually the second event that we ever worked together as a show was I was pretty sure it was the second one we were doing it was it rocking on the river mm-hmm. up there in Cuyahoga Falls and we had we announced the Buck Naked Band on stage that night It's like the second event we ever did as a show together so they they do they're pretty steeped in the Stansbury show history and so um, I'm very excited they're very good tickets are thirty dollars they are available for you honorfightingchampionship.com Josh Rock and Roller is your main event fighter hell yeah I hope he wins I hope he wins I want him to be a a, a staple of conversation on this program uh, for some time to come Jeremy I appreciate you taking some time coming down here this uh, this Friday morning to spend with us. We're going to try to drive as many people to the event as we possibly can. Fantone and I both will be there tomorrow night. And by the way, you are out tonight, Jay Dublin, yes, at 6 o'clock in Akron, as the official weigh-ins for Operation Reaching the Summit take place tonight, 6 p.m. at Jay Dublin's in Akron. You can catch Fantone there for that. And we do have tickets for the event. We will pass them out before the end of the program on Rock 106.9. Your shot at $1,000 now, text the keyword money to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's money to 200-200. Rock 106.9. Hope you boys brought popcorn. The Stansberry Show. Because I'm about to put on a show. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Teresa will get you hooked up with another $1,000. That's at 1010 this morning. $1,000? I mean, let's not bury the lead on $1,000. That's $1,000. I need that in my life. Comma in that one, bro. Comma. All right. I had a very expensive day yesterday. Okay. Like an expensive day. Okay. Um, Yeah. Th- things cost me a ton of money yesterday. All right. And it was actually a little bit of an insight into my life and where I am right now. Because when I'm stressed financially, a lot like most of you, I would think, that it comes out in me. Like, yeah. I'll rage, I'll scream, I yell, I'll do all this stuff. And I needed to, was required to spend thousands of dollars. <sighs> this was not, hey, I'm choosing to go buy myself something. This was, hey, sometimes life happens, things get expensive, out of nowhere. Okay. Right? And so I was enraged at first at the thought of it. Okay. And then I realized that I have been taking the better part of 2018 for self improvement. And that working on anger is part has been part of that. And so I chose, and I'm very proud of myself for this, is that I chose to look at yesterday as this is an opportunity for anger control. This is an opportunity for you to put into action the things that you've been saying you've been trying to work on. Whoa. So instead of falling victim to this anger, let's take a deep breath and Whoa. realize that nothing is to be gained by it. You don't get to keep the money the, the more mad you get. It is not going to make anything easier for you. As a matter of fact, all it does is extend the, the, the this feeling of not of wishing you didn't have to spend this money even longer. And here's where it gets real crazy. So then I leave that place, okay, and I'm on my way home, mm-hmm. and I'm reflecting on it. I'm thinking about it, and then I have to stop at a retail store to pick up a couple of things for the home. 
Ooh, you gotta spend money after you just spend a lot of money. That sucks, bro. That's I mean, dude. Even if it's like, dude, you're going to get you know a ninety nine cent cheeseburger after you just dropped a big ass stack of money. You're like, no, I gotta keep it all. Yeah, it's it's it sucks, right? For sure, for sure, it does. So then I pull in to the retail center to to, to buy these things. And I come out of the parking lot, and then I get in my car. I come out of the store, go to the parking lot, get in my car, and I'm going to leave. And then there's a guy in the end of the parking lot with a sign that says, Homeless Veteran Will Work for Money. Okay? So I think to myself, okay, something was very, very expensive for you an hour ago. But you were mad because it was expensive. You were not mad because you couldn't pay it. You were not mad because you didn't un- you didn't know where you were going to find this money. This money was easily found. You took out your debit card, you placed it over the counter, and you handed it to somebody. So first, let's focus on the fact that even though you don't want to pay the money, that you can pay it. So there's number one. Four years ago before I took this job, wouldn't have been able to do it. Jesus, no. Would not have been able to do Four it. Four months ago, dude. 2017, you couldn't have done it. That's probably true. So here we are, can do it, right? So plus one. So then I do what you wouldn't think you would do to make yourself feel better. I reach into my pocket and I take a, a handful of money and I didn't even count it. It was just a hand. It was whatever was in my pocket, handful of money. And I roll down the window and I give it to the guy and he looks at me like, like there's angelic music coming from inside my car. You could, you could tell the happiness on his face. And then I love this even more. He says to me, he goes, I appreciate this. But you don't happen to have any work, do you? I would love to work for this. And I thought to myself, oh, my God, it's already in your hand. Dance, monkey, dance. (laughs) Terrible, but funny. But it's already in his hand. Right. And that was still the mentality. And I thought to myself, see, dude, you're not there. So why are you mad about where you are? Like, this could be your life. You could be in this parking lot asking for money and asking people if they have odd jobs you can do to support yourself and probably a family, and you're not there. So how dare you be mad about what you were mad about 20 minutes ago? Like, it's, it, dude, it's perspective. Man. And I've needed it. I, dude, I, I'm wow. telling you, I chose uh, the wow. whole way. I was like, dude, use this as an exercise as in anger control because your life is going to get better if you learn how to do this properly. Breathe in, breathe out. Hakuna Matata, whatever the hell you got to do to get through it. So all that money spent stands very much like Kumbaya. All right, we'll play the acoustic guitar. We'll work through our feelings. But as soon as we talk, Baker Mayfield, they stupid rocks. Well, it's kind of <laughs> come out somewhere but it felt very good to me to be able to like work through that whole like system and I, yeah i woke up today and i thought about the money and i was like man that kind of sucks and i wish i had it but ultimately like i said i was able to pay it i didn't have to call somebody and borrow it and like call a friend and be like dude you got to help me out like i wasn't in that situation and it did it had me focus and really realize how much improved my life has been if you would have told me 10 years ago, Canton, Ohio will be the land of milk and honey, <laughs> I would have told you you were nuts. Not that I would have not. Canton, it's perfectly fine. But if you would have told me this was the land of opportunity for me and that this is where my life would be the best it's ever been, I don't think I would have believed you. But honestly, this is the best my life has ever been, both because of the working situation and the work that I've done in my life. 
But it was a it was a thing. Now I may become an axe murderer today and mow a bunch of people down. Maybe it's death row. Who knows? Tune in. It's, I'm a perplexing person. You never know. Things can happen. We do have one more pair of tickets for Honor Fighting Championships Operation Reaching the Summit. We'll pass those out next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. All right, I like it. I like it a lot. Rock 106.9. I gotta say is it's Friday. And everybody help me say the sinner's prayer. Say, oh God. Oh, my night. Clint Parker. Melinda Brown Duncan, baby. And Josh Rock and Roller. Officer Lamar Sharp doesn't really need an introduction. A friend of mine said to me the other day, why don't you write a song about all this NFL stuff? So here it goes. It's called Kick the Dust Up. <laughs> if if he were habitual homosexuals, then by all means, take a hike. I thought I like women! Women, 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 women! Hell, I like you. You can come over to my house and f*** my sister. It is, other than jazz, it's the only other real American art form there is. There's a dirty little secret. You told Clint Parker to turn around and take off his pants. Yes. And did he? Yes. And I just gave him a couple swats. But he gotta eat the booty like groceries. The truth of the matter is, you were not a good baby. Well, you ain't seen nothing, my friend, until you have a flame coming out of your butthole, and you need an asbestos diaper to be able to keep that flame from burning a hole in your pants. You ain't seen nothing yet. And I don't know nothing about it, but I learned quick, fast, and it hurt. They call her Melinda Brown Duncan, baby. What? Set for LeBron James. Going to work. Fires leaning. The Away goes. Walks up. Playoff winner. Yeah, it's, it's for real, for real. Yeah, yeah. I've been drinking. You told me to leave while I'm in my order while you're making out with that slut. Being in the industry with how much you take on your face. Bam, all upside his head. Just slap him. They can make you slap somebody. <laughs> Watching other guys that are doing what I want to be doing, and I'm sitting on the couch being a loser. With the first pick in the 2018 NFL Draft, the Cleveland Browns select Baker Mayfield. Wow. It is Baker Mayfield. Yeah. Uh, Sheer surprise from the broadcast table is exactly what you want to hear after the number one pick in the draft when you're taking a quarterback, the most important position in all of sport. Wow. Sheer surprise at I can't believe I'm watching this happen and have to report it is exactly what you want. Little wow there. Wow. Okay. I will reiterate one more time. There we go. I am not telling you Baker Mayfield cannot play quarterback in the NFL. I am not telling you Baker Mayfield is going to be a terrible NFL quarterback. I'm not even going to tell you that he's going to destroy the franchise. It is not the choice I would have made. I believe there were better quarterbacks in the draft. I believe in time I will be proven right that there were better quarterbacks in the draft. Now, however, you don't have to be the best quarterback in the league to be successful at quarterback. You don't. It will help you, but you don't have to be the best at it. 
Now, I know that's not what you've said, and and, and, and you've said repeatedly t- uh, times on the show that like y- we're going to have to give them a shot. We'll see, see what, what happens. happens. But I'm going to put you on the spot here, and I feel like we got to get into a little bit of predictions. So three years from now, will Baker Mayfield still be the quarterback for the Cleveland Browns? No. 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 Baker Mayfield will still be an NFL quarterback in three years. He will not be a Cleveland Brown okay. in three years. All right. Uh, then I think that's 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 a fair assessment that you think that for the Browns that Baker Mayfield will not end up being a success. No. Okay, I do not. Okay, that's then there we go. I do not. I now here's the thing: he does get Todd Haley as an offensive coordinator, which will help you. Todd Haley, I believe, will be able to help you. Hugh Jackson, they tell me, is a quarterback whisperer. He may be able to help you. But what, one of the reasons why I don't believe this works long term is that I don't buy the lie. Remember, the lie was we're taking Sam Darnold. Remember, that was the lie. Shouldn't have bought that one. I did. They lied. Much like this is exactly like last year when they told me Deshaun Kaiser's not hitting the field. Not going to happen. Not going to happen. Not going to happen. We're not ruining this kid. We think we got a next level kid. We're not ruining him. And then what happened? Deshaun Kaiser's ass is on the field. Guys, Baker Mayfield's going to play by week six. Before you get snow on the ground, Baker Mayfield is underneath center. Because I believe Twitter, a Twitter listener of ours, Dan Winger, is right. That I believe that this is less Dorsey and more Haslam, and this is Jimmy Sizzle. Jimmy Sizzle. And Jimmy loves him some sizzle. He does. He loves that hot plate. Loves it. And I agree. And I think that's what's happening here. I think we are saddled with Jimmy Sizzle, and I think we got, honestly, hoodwinked last night. We got hoodwinked. Baker Mayfield uh, put out a statement about being drafted by the Cleveland Browns. I am so thankful to be here throughout meeting and talking with the coaching staff. There were a great group of guys from the management to the owners. Just being around them, being myself, and being upfront about the mistakes I have made in the past and what I have learned through them through the process. Also, one great part about the interview process is you get to sit down and talk football and show what you're capable of knowing as they quiz you on certain things. Overall, it has been great. I'm very excited to be here. Who is the best Cleveland Brown ever? Jim Brown? I mean, he has to be, right? I Jim mean, Brown is the, widely yeah. considered to be the best yeah. Cleveland Brown ever. Yes. Yeah. Hates it. Jim not a fan. Hates it. Asked about Baker Mayfield, doesn't like it. Thinks it was dumb. Thinks we made a huge mistake. I'm not alone here, guys. Now, I want Baker to be good. Of course. And I think Baker's going to be better than what you have taken from my tone all morning. And I keep getting this tweet a lot. Pick a side. No. No. The world is not black and white. I could pick a side with Johnny Manziel because, honestly, a deaf, dumb, blind person should have seen Johnny Manziel coming down the pike and knew he was going to suck. As a matter of fact, the rest of the NFL did know he went 22. Johnny Manziel was easy to see that he was bust all day. And that's what I kept saying. And that's why I got so mad about Manziel and why I would scream about it all morning is because it was so easy to see this kid's problems. He is an addict and it jumps off the TV just looking at him. And I was shocked people didn't know that. Now, on the other side of the opiate crisis, you may think differently next time around when you see an addict and go, oh, okay, I kind of know what that is now. I had had to work with one and had my career destroyed by an addict, so I got a little close to it, and you can kind of spot him from there, right? You can kind of see him once you've been through it. Johnny was easy to spot. I don't believe Baker has the same personality problems that Johnny had. Now, he's got some, but the crotch grab thing doesn't bother me. Welcome to men competing. I'm fine with it. The flag in the Ohio State thing, I remember saying that after that Monday after that game. Beat him, and he doesn't get to do it. 
So he's a gamer. He's a gamer. He's a gamer. Fine, fine. He's a gamer. I know. Urban Meyer said no quarterbacks overplayed him this tough. It's because they went into the shoe and beat him. If Ohio State kicks a field goal at the end of that game and wins by three, guess what happens? He's not telling you how good Baker Mayfield is. He got beat in the shoe. What do you think he's going to say? Guys, come on. Some of this stuff is just like some of these arguments are so rudimentary. It's like alarming. Wow. It is alarming. I want him to be good. He's probably going to be better than what my tone has been all day. He is not a world beater. And my and I maintain there were two better quarterbacks in that draft, and you just walked away from the draft without taking the best possible quarterback there was, and you've been quarterback deficient for 20 years. Wow. 20 of them wow. in a row. Deficient. Wow. Not even average. You've been deficient at it. And wow. now the greatest Brown ever tells you you screwed it up. Wow. Full disclosure, Jim Brown obviously wanted Saquon Barkley, which I, dude, if they would have taken Barkley, dude, honestly, Barkley at one, and I'm buying jerseys from somebody else today. I, dude, I'm t- dude, if they would have taken Saquon Barkley at one, I swear to God, dude, I don't know who it is. Bucks, somebody, somebody get me a jersey. Wow. Thank God I got the Hall of Fame right down the street with, with, a, with, oh, yeah. with a team shop for all 32 teams in there. Oh, yeah. Because, dude, wow. I'm jersey buying today if it's wow. Saquon Barkley at one, because a running back at one is nuts. Wow. So it's now me, the guy who's normally right, and the greatest Brown ever, telling you you made a mistake here. J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets. Wow. He's on the field by week six, guys. No, we're going to fit him. We're going to fit him. We got Tyrock Taylor, got Chris Stanton. We're going to do all this. You've seen this movie, bro. Wow. We've been hoodwinked again. I thought Dorsey was going to be it. Turns out, we got Homegroom 2.0. Wow, wow, Just wow, cash them wow, checks, bro. Wow, Rip off wow, that audience. Wow, wow, They're so dumb. If we go so crazy and do the wrong thing, they'll think it's right. I don't know. That's probably going too far. Probably. Probably. This whole show's gone too it's far. It's probably going too far. Baker Mayfield, number one. Everybody tells me all morning, we you talking about? He's the best quarterback in the draft. Then why is legitimately everybody in the country shocked he went number one? Wow. He's the best quarterback in the draft. Wow. Nobody thought so. Not a single person thought he was the best quarterback. Dustin Fox. You know what? I got to give credit where credit is due. Wow. One dude. Outside of that, everybody in the NFL community completely shocked this is what they did. Wow. If every dude, if any, if every NFL expert is completely miffed by the wow. decision, then there's no way he was the best quarterback in the draft. Both those things can't be true at the same time. Wow. He's on the field by week six, guys. You're two and fourteen next year. Just so you know. Wow. Aside from that, Teresa will get choked up with a thousand dollars. Fantone will be at Jay Dublin's tonight for the official weigh-ins for Honor Fighting Championships. Operation reaching the summit. That event tomorrow night, Summit County Fairgrounds. Can't wait, dude. Excited. I'm excited. We will be back Monday morning, 6 a.m. To tell you how great they did in rounds two, three, and four. On Rock 106.9, have a great weekend. See ya. Dan Stansberry and his boy, Wonder Matt Fantone. At last, two heroes. The Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9.